Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Nice and warm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's a good part. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We want to get right into our Bible study tonight. Amen. Now, last month, amen, everybody could be rejoicing, you know, Christmas has come. You got to see a new year. Last month, we was talking about rejoicing in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You know, and Paul says to the church at Philippi, he says to remind you of the same thing twice is not grievous, but for your sake is for safety. You know, and that's that's the important thing, you know. And so, uh, as you hear me say a lot of times in military, we used to train, you know. We say, we tell you, we tell you what we told you, we tell you again. (laughs) We show you, we show you what you showed you, we show you again. You know, that comes from Paul's teaching as well, amen, because repetition and training and hearing things, pretty soon it'll sink in. And so that's... uh, uh, where we're headed a little bit. Amen. So last year we talked about Christian soldiers in action, Christian soldiers in action. And this year we're talking everything about overcoming, overcoming, because as children of God, we have to get to that point where we overcome things in our lives. Amen. If we're going to live victorious in Christ, we're going to have to learn how to to live. I want to put it that way. We just got to learn how to live. And this is a great life. You know, you're not going to find anything better than this. Amen. Uh, you know, God has gave, saved the best for last. Just like at the wedding feast. The governor of the feast has told the bridegroom, he says, man, you saved the best for last. Amen. And this is the best. This is the best. Amen. And so we want to get right into this. Proverbs 14, 14. Amen. Everybody should have your papers. You should have your notebooks. You should have your pencils. Amen. Your Bibles. Amen. We're going to get right into the Word of God tonight. Amen. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. Amen. From himself. Amen. You've got to learn how to take a step away from you. You've got to learn how to take a step away from you. When we think of being overcomers, we often think of subduing, conquering, prevailing, and getting the victory over whatever we are facing, amen, in our lives, amen. This is what takes place. We want to conquer. Paul told the church at Rome, he says, we're more than conquerors through him that love us, amen, and then Paul goes on, he talks about the things that should not be able to separate us from that love. There should not be anything able to separate you from the love of God. One of the most important lessons that a Christian can learn is how to overcome themselves. Most people can live victorious if they learn how to deal with self. There are many things that we face in life that may render us ineffective in the kingdom of God if we do not overcome them. Things such as self-doubt, low self-esteem, discouragement, discontentment, disobedience, envy, fear, lust, pride, and not knowing who we are are just a few of them. If I were to ask you who's the man behind the mask or the lady behind the mask, who would you tell me? You know, who are you? You know, 
Pilate even asked Jesus that question. Who are you? You know, <laughs> you know, and Jesus even asked his disciples, who do they say I the son of man am? You know, you need to know who you are. If I were to ask you, what are your weaknesses? What would you tell me? If I were to ask you, what are your strengths? What would you tell me? You know, you know your weaknesses and you know your strengths. Amen. So, therefore, if you know these things, you can work on those things to better yourself. And this is what God wants. He, he don't want his people to have self-doubt. He don't want them to have low self-esteem. Amen. He wants us to be what he has endowed us to become, and that's to be in his image. He wants us to be like him. Amen. King Solomon says, a good man is satisfied from himself. A good man shall have God's spirit to testify with his spirit that he is a child of God. He will have the witness in himself that he is born again from above and know how to conduct himself in every situation and every circumstance while in this temple. That's why the Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, which you are. You're not your own. You're brought with the price. So therefore, you have to learn how to handle you. You have to know what triggers you to make you angry, make you mad, make you fly off the handle, whatever you You've got to learn how to control that. That's why Proverbs tell us a man that have no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. In other words, the enemy can come in and destroy you if you don't have self-control. Temperance, the Bible calls it. Amen. And these are things, if you notice throughout scriptures, God is always trying to tell us how to be victorious and how to be overcomers. Amen. So we have to learn how to deal with me it can no longer be about me 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 myself and i amen me myself and i right (laughs) i'm not a trinity so (laughs) amen so but you have to learn how to deal with you you have to learn how as i said those things that will render us ineffective in the kingdom of god we've got to learn how to deal with self-doubt Amen. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. You know, we have not overcome. So many Christians have not overcome fear. Paul, amen. How many times you read 2 Timothy 1.7? God has not given you the spirit of fear. He's given you power. He's given you love. He's given you a sound mind. Amen. Isaiah 26, 3, he'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. Are you keeping your mind on him? Or is your mind out there in the moon, you know? Are you looking everywhere else? Are you trying to do everything else instead of staying focused on God? Amen. The children of Israel, when they came out of the world or out of Egypt, what did they have? They had the cloud by day and they had the pillar of fire by night. These things guided them. Amen. That's why the Psalms says in Psalms 139, where can I go from your presence? You know, if I go to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths of hell, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall guide me and your right hand shall uphold me. Amen. God will lead us. He will direct us. He wants to take you to the better place. Amen. But we have to learn how to get over self. Amen. You've got to learn how to come off this thing. Amen. You've got to get self out of the way. God has given us every tool we need to be successful 
and have eternal life. We just got to obey it, the word of God. Amen. Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? Psalms 119 verse 9. By taking heed thereunto according to thy word. Amen. So we have to realize that we can't think of ourselves more highly than we ought. Okay? Notice, number one, don't think of yourself more highly than yourself than you ought. Romans 12, 3 says, For I say through the grace that is given to me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more holidays all, but to, what? Think soberly, according to God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Amen. Be alert. Think and be alert. You know, be humble. Bring yourself to a humble state in God. Amen. You're never going to be higher than God. That's why 1 Corinthians tells us that God is the head of man, right? <laughs> and so don't ever think you're higher than God. See, you have to learn how to abase yourself. This is what Paul says to the Philippians. He says, I know how to abound, and I know how to be abased. You know, in other words, I know when I need to elevate myself, and I, need, I know when I need to bring myself into a humble state. That's controlling me. Amen. I don't have to have my way all the time. Some people want their way all the time. They want their cake and eat it too. You can't have it both ways. This is not Burger King. Amen. It's either God's way or the highway. <laughs> you know? So, and I, I didn't write that. He did. <laughs> because he the one said, if you don't want me, then go ahead on. Do your own thing. Alright? So we have to learn how to control ourselves and to not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. We're never higher than God. Amen. He's the head. So that should automatically tell us that we have to be submissive. We've got to submit to our head. <laughs> That's God. You know? And so if we get into that mindset, It'll keep us abased. It'll keep us humble the way that God desires us. Amen. What I find oftentimes is most of the time we put too much stock in our flesh. See? And, and as a result, we allow the flesh to lead us. See? And, and you don't want to be led by the flesh. You are called to be led by the Spirit. Because if you're led by the Spirit, what? You will not fulfill the lust. Of the flesh. Because it's the flesh the one that's always want to elevate itself. It's the flesh that always want to rise higher than what it is. It's the flesh that always want to make you think you better than you are. See? And so this is why you have to learn how to condense and come down, amen, to men of Lord's estate. Amen. You know, Jesus even tell the parable. He says, if someone invites you to a meal, he said, don't go to the head of the table. He says, go to the foot and let them bid you to the head. Lest you go to the head and then somebody more honorable comes in and they tell you to get up and send you to the other end. Then you're going to be embarrassed about it. I'm just paraphrasing here. Right? You go in a humble state. Praise God. Amen. So you don't want your flesh to... Control. You want the Spirit to control you. Amen. You have to realize that the heart is deceitful, Jeremiah 17, 9 says, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? See? Your heart will fail you. That's why when people say, you know, oh, just trust your heart. I say, no, you don't. 
<laughs> because the Bible tells you he that trusted in his heart is a fool because it's deceitful. It is wicked. Amen. If you don't think the heart is, is wicked, why do you think people choose cursing over blessings? You say, well, no, who, no, who would want to choose cursings over blessings? You do. When you don't tithe, you're choosing cursing over blessings. You, you're cursing yourself, you know, because that's what God says. You're cursed with the curse, right? So if you want to choose cursing, that shows you how wicked your heart is. Who would choose death over life? But people do. Who would choose anger over peace? But people do. You know, who would choose wrong over right? But people do. Why? Because of their heart. As the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, what? So is he. See? You, 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 you've got to overcome self. You've got to get self out of the way. Amen. Because this flesh will fool you. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Amen. You see, this is what happens when we think more highly of ourselves then we ought. And God don't want us to think that way. Amen. Solomon even said the horse is prepared for the day of battle in Proverbs 21, 31. He says the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but where's safety? It's of the Lord. Right? Every battle that you face in this life, your success will depend on the Lord. Amen. Some trust in chariots, Psalms 20, right? Some trust in horses, Solomon, David says. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord, let the king hear us when we call. Amen. So we have to realize here, amen, that every battle we go through, this is why we got to get to that point to trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding because this thing can fail you. You've got to get away from you. I'll talk more about that one uh, on, in the lesson here. But the, we can't think more highly than myself than I ought to think. Amen. Because, see, when if I start thinking I'm better, that's when I get to that, that third me, myself, and I. See, I, I, it's all about me, and I'll do my own thing. You know, I will, you know, let me ask you a question. You know, why, why does people say to church leaders, you can't tell me what to do? Huh? You ever hear people say that? You can't tell me what to do. Why don't you go tell your boss that in the real world? What would happen? You'd get fired, wouldn't you? You know, so, so you know, kind of like the young lady that says, you know, in the Navy that says, you know, well, I don't respect the flag because I don't. Really? They showed her the door real quick. With, you know, they put her out. You know, yeah, it took her clearance, took stuff away from her, you know. You you want to elevate yourself? We'll show you how quick to bring you down, you know, and stuff. So so we got to realize here. Look at Isaiah fourteen. Look at Isaiah fourteen, starting with verse twelve. Isaiah fourteen twelve. Go there. It's for me, Pastor Scripture. You guys have read it a hundred times about Satan's fall, right? Amen. Notice what it said. How art thou? 
carried up high. <laughs> How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Why is he called son of the morning? Why is he called son of the morning? That's how he started. God is the bright and morning star. See, Satan was an angel of God, just like you and me. You know, when we are born again of the water and the spirit, we become what? Children of God. We're the children of the day. First Thessalonians tell us, right? 5-3, I think it is, or 1-5, somewhere in there. But we're the children of the day. We're the children of God. We're the children of the light. We're the children of the morning. Satan was a child of God, just like you and me. But what happened? How art thou fallen to the ground, which thou weakens the nations? Verse 13. For thou hast said in thy heart. Notice where it started at. Notice where it started. In his heart. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. You trust in your own heart is going to cause you to do wrong things and going to bring you down. I will ascend into the heavens. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will set upon the mount of the congregation in the rights in the side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the side of the pit. Amen. Notice. He elevated, he let pride get inside of him. He was not content with what he was chose to do. See, he let his pride get in the way. Instead of getting self out of the way and being content, he says, I'm going to be God. I'm going to make my throne higher than his. You know, and what happened? He was brought down to the ground. Amen. He was the son of the morning, but yet he found himself being kicked out of heaven. And that's why he comes after you to get you to do wrong, to get you to lift up in pride so you can get kicked out of heaven. He knows pride can't go to heaven. He knows those that try to elevate themselves above God is not going to make it. And so that's why he does everything he can to get Kick, you kicked out. Proverbs twenty nine twenty three says, A man's pride shall what? Bring him low. Pride has a way of jerking the rug right out from under you. Proverbs six sixteen says, These six things that the Lord hate, and seven is an abomination. Number one, a proud look. Pride, amen. Proverbs sixteen eighteen says, Pride go before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. People get arrogant. They get prideful just before they fall down. Amen. And so this is all what? They're warnings. Scriptures gives us warning. Someone says, when you look at the scripture, doctrine teaches us how to live. Reproof shows us what happened if you don't live. Amen. Righteousness shows us how to behave, and correction shows us what happens if we don't behave. 
<laughs> That's why it says all scriptures are given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instructions of righteousness. The man of God should be perfect, thoroughly furnished to all good works. Amen. So we can't allow this eye syndrome to get in the way. Amen. Now look at Numbers chapter 16. Numbers chapter 16. Amen. If you, if you, you know, you're going to have to read this in your course of your time because there's 35 scriptures that I would have to go through to bring the points to you. But I just want you to, to focus here for a second on a couple of them. Let's start with verse 1 and I'll just go through a few of them and then we'll probably drop down to the end so we can see what's happened. Now, Korah, the sons of Izhar, the sons of Kohath, of the sons of the preachers. Right? Because Levi was the priesthood. See? They were responsible for taking care of the church house. All right? So here are the sons rising up. And Dothan and Abram, the sons of Elihab and On, the sons of Pelop, sons of Reuben, took men. Verse 2. And they rose up upon up rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous men in the congregation, men of fame or renown. Amen. Notice, he got him some buddies. Got him some helpers to stand with him. Most people, when they're going to rise up, don't rise up by themselves. They're going to get somebody to be with them. You know? Verse 3. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said to them, Hey, guys, look here. You're taking too much upon you. See? Everybody here is holy. You know? The whole congregation is holy. Every one of them is the Lord's among them. Wherefore, then you lift yourself up and think you better than we are. This is what he's saying to Moses and Aaron. You know? Who, who do you guys think you are? You know, tell us what to do. You know, everybody is holy. Everybody is God's people. You know, you ain't tell us what to do. Basically, it's what he's saying. Verse 4. And when Moses heard it, he hit the dirt. Because he knows, man, I need to intercede for these cats. Because God is getting ready to take them out. They just don't realize what they are doing. Amen. That's why the Bible says, don't you touch my anointed and don't you do my prophets no harm. You know, you got, we have to be careful. We got to get self out of the way. Amen. Verse 5. And he spake unto Korah and to the, all his company said, even tomorrow the Lord will show you who are his and who is holy, and was caused him to come near unto him, even unto him, whom he have chosen, will he cause to come nearer to him. Drop down to about verse 30. But if the Lord make a new thing, and the earth opens her mouth, and swallow them up with all there that appertaineth unto them, and they go down quick into the pit, then you shall understand that these men have provoked not me. They provoked the Lord. That's why the Lord said, don't you touch my anointing because you are provoking me. Amen. Verse 31. 
And it came to pass, as he made an end of speaking all these words, that the ground clave as under that was under them, verse 32, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up and the houses and all the men that are pertaining to Korah and all their goods. In other words, God just opened up and swallowed them up. Gone. Just like that. When it was easy to just get self out the way. <laughs> Keep self out of the way. Don't let pride, don't let it get in your heart. Don't let these kind of attitudes get in the way. Kind of like I preached Sunday, a root of bitterness gets in you, Paul says, and springing up trouble you, amen, whereby you become defiled. Amen. We have to realize that we can't think more highly of ourselves than we ought. Car and these guys, they thought more of themselves than what they were. They just thought, we all Christians, we all can do this. You know, who are you to tell us what to do? Not realizing God chooses men to put them in leadership, not man. You know, so that's why God said, don't you touch mine anointed and don't you do my prophets no harm. You know, sometimes people forget that a pastor's wife is anointed just like the pastor is. His children is. They're part of that ministry. And so when God calls a man or his wife into the ministry and his family into the ministry that whole family is anointed of god they are god's chosen so don't you touch their children don't you touch that spouse because it will make god angry so you have to realize that get self out of the way amen get yourself out of the way don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think more highly of yourself See, because God will not be well pleased. Amen. It comes upon as John the Baptist says in John 3.30. Amen. John the Baptist, amen, says, I must what? Decrease so God can what? Increase. See, I got to get out of the way. John, that was John 3 verse 30. Amen. I, I, I've got to get out of the way. See, when God calls me out of the world, I've got to allow him to be the head. I can't any longer be the head. This temple belongs to him now. See, I must submit to the will and things of God. So John the Baptist says, I've got to decrease. I had a responsibility, but now that Jesus is here, then I need to come down off the throne. I need to bring myself lower so that God can have preeminence. In my life, see? But if I keep elevating me, God is never going to be elevated. See? That's why Jesus says, let your light shine so men can see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So I got to get off the throne. I got to come down. I don't, I don't want to be on the throne anymore. I want Him to be on the throne. Amen. So that I can worship Him. Praise God. I want to be clean from my pride. I want pride out of me. I don't want pride to, to, to control my life in any way. This is why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, 16, Watch you. Stand fast in the face. 
Quit you like men. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Amen. We've got to overcome this thing. Amen. Don't think more higher yourself than you ought. Think soberly. Be alert. Watch you. Quit you like men. Amen. Don't allow yourself to be led away with pride and lust and things that will destroy you. Amen. We got to think wisely. We got to think prudently. And we've got to think modestly. Amen. These are the things. We've got to have the wisdom. That's why Proverbs 4 says, Wisdom is the principal things. Verse 4 7. Proverbs 4 7 said, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and all that getting, getting understanding. You need to know why you're doing what you're doing. You need to be able to make some wise choices and decisions. You need to have the wisdom of God in you so that when that inner man, amen, that outward man, because the inner man is supposed to be the spiritual man, the outward man wants to rise up. He wants to get angry. He wants to get bitter. He wants to do all these things. You need to be able to suppress him. Amen. You need to get him out of the way. You know, I was talking to a young man yesterday, and, you know, he was trying to tell me about all of his anger problems and what he was going through. I says, okay, let me give you some advice. I said, the next time, every time you start feeling anger, just shout out, thank you, Jesus. He says, can I sit in my mind? Because people are going to think I'm crazy. And I ever, as long as you said. Thank you, Jesus, every time you start getting angry, because pretty soon it'll suppress it. It'll start getting it out of there. And I says, I want you to pray. I want you to hide the word of God in your heart so that every time you, that anger starts to surface or start to coming up, you begin to edify God in everything that you do. And I said, pretty soon you'll suppress that thing. It'll get out of there. Amen. Because the devil can't stay around where you keep magnifying God. You know, that's why James said, you believe there's one God? He said, the devil also believes it, and he trembles. He's afraid. Amen. So we should have the same attitude. Amen. We want to be wise in all that we do, so we make right choices and right decisions. Amen. We want to be discreet. We want to be circumspectfully. This is why the Bible says, walk circumspectfully. Be on the alert. Know your surroundings. Know what you're going through. Live modestly. Amen. Today's world, you don't think pride is on the rise? You look at how, you know, I'm a firm believer. You should look your very, very best for the Lord. Not for me, but for the Lord. Amen. When you go to purchase your clothes, it should not be purchasing them for show. It should be to edify and glorify God. With what you do. I, th- I think every child of God should look their best and be their best. But what is taking place today? Everybody's clothes seems to be for show. I see it in the churches. I mean, when you got 10 and 11 and 12 years old girls with high heel shoes spiked this high, that's nothing but for show. Why does a 10-year-old need to be in spiked heels this high and mini skirts, you know? That's not of the Lord. That's a show. That's a pride. That means flesh is in control. That means that, you know, self is on the throne and not God. Say, we need to come down. Amen. And, and get self out of the way. 
Modesty is what God desires in all of us. Amen. And, and I'm not beating up what people buy in their clothes. I'm just saying. But it's an indication of the pride that is in the world. And it's slowly coming into the church. And it's slowly coming into the homes. It's slowly coming into the schools. Well, it's already in the schools. You know, and everywhere else. But you and I, which know the Lord. Amen. We got to get self out of the way. See? It's no longer about us. It's about Him. See? I must decrease so that He can increase in my life. We are the church in the world. People need to see the hope. People need to see the light of Christ. They need to see the beauty of the Lord. Amen. In us. In this life. In your life. This is what people are looking for. People are trying to find the answers. And that's why a lot of times they do all these things. It's because the flesh is in control and the flesh is ruling and governing their lives. Amen. So let's not let pride run rampant. Amen. In our hearts and in our mind. Paul goes on and he says in 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Wherefore, let him that think he stand take heed. Let's see fall. Amen. Take heed to the word of God. Don't think you can overcome these things without obeying the word of God. That's why Paul says, put on what? The whole armor so that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. He's coming after you. He's going to try to get you to elevate yourself. He's going to try to get you to walk in the flesh and not the spirit. See? But you have to subdue this thing. You've got to bring it under subjection. We must not overestimate ourselves or think more of ourselves than we ought to. What is the true standard by which we ought to estimate ourselves? The above scriptures are all caution. Take heed, lest you fall. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. We've got to evaluate ourselves based on the word of God and his character. Am I becoming more like Christ? If I am not becoming more like Christ every day, that means that my life and my flesh is in control. See, I've got to bring my flesh, as Paul says, under subjection daily. See, I've got to bring this thing down so that he can be increased and elevated in my life. This is why Peter says you add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. He says that these things be in you and abound. They make that you will not be barren or unfruitful. In the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But he that liketh these things is blind and cannot see afar and is forgotten. He was purged from his old sins. Amen. You have gotten washed away the sins. Now you are his child. Now you are to walk in the spirit. Amen. You've got to overcome you. You've got to get you out of the way. Amen. So that he can be exalted in you. Amen. So Christian character is very important. Don't let pride. It's the enemy of humility. 
Humble yourself, Peter says in 1 Peter 5. He says, humble yourself in the sight of God that what? He may exalt you in due time. Moses is listed as the most what? Humblest man. Amen. Moses didn't want the job. He tried everything he could to get out of the job. You know? <laughs> you know? But God still put him in the position. And he realized, I've got to stay humble. You know? And that's the key here to, to keeping pride abased. Is to stay humble. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. No matter how much degrees you got. You know? No matter what position you hold in life, you've got to learn submissiveness. You've got to learn humility. Let this mind, Philippians 2, right? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. A amen. But what did he do? He humbled himself and became obedient even to the death of the cross. And what happened? God exalted him. And gave him a name that was above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue shall confess. Amen. You want to live in that humility state. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourself. See, to overcome you, you've got to do some examination. There's got to be a whole lot of self-examination going on continually in your life. Because things will sneak in unaware. See? And, and, and if you're not careful, you can miss it. But if you examine yourself, you can see where things angered you. You can see where things almost got to you. <laughs> Amen? And you can begin to deal with those things. You can be aware of them. The Spirit will show you things that's not like Christ all the time. But most people what? We override it. God is trying to give us warning when the Spirit rises up. You know, this is what Paul says. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. Don't reject what God's Word is trying to tell you to do. When the Spirit speaks to you, don't reject it. Amen. When the Spirit said, get forgiveness, go get forgiveness. Because that's getting self out of the way. Like I said Sunday, you don't, you don't choose when you want to get forgiveness. That's not your choice. You got to do it immediately. Because if you let it fester, if you let it stay there, then that root of bitterness is going to get in the way. And once that root of bitterness get in there, what's going to happen? Boom. Anger. It's going to pop right through the surface and defile you. Because self is in the way again. Amen. And we don't want that. You want to examine yourself. Amen. If you snub your nose at others because of their race, their creed, their color, their living conditions, and do not treat them as Christ would, be sure that you have not overcome self. Peter found that out, didn't he? In Acts 10, you know, Peter decided to go up and take a nap. Why they was cooking food, and the sheep came down with all the unclean animals and stuff. And the Lord says, "Rise, Peter, slay and eat." He said, "Oh no, Lord, I've never touched anything uncommon or unclean." Three times he did that. 
And God says, don't you ever cause anything uncommon or unclean. Amen. Which I have cleansed. Amen. He was preparing Peter to do what? Go to the Gentiles. See, and Peter knew, man, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> you know, and he knew, you know, because this was going to be either get self out of the way and do what God is asking me to do or reject what God is telling me to do. And so when Peter went, yeah, he, he, he was called on the carpet. <laughs> when you read the 11th chapter, yeah, he was called on the carpet. But when he began to tell them, he says, hey, guys, look, it was God that sent me down there. You know, and that's the thing you've got to realize. We have to be able to condense. We don't know where God is going to send us to. You don't know who God is going to have you talk to, to share this truth of this gospel. See, but if I snub my nose at people, if I remove myself away from people, you know, because of their race, their creed, or whatever, their living condition, they may never hear the gospel. And what does God say to Ezekiel? Son of man, if he die in his sins, then I'm going to hold you responsible. So you got to get self out the way in these last days, I'm here to tell you, because God wants to use all of us in this ministry to reach the lost with the gospel. So, you know, he might send you to anybody. You never know. You could be walking in Walmart and all of a sudden somebody come up to you and start talking. And if you said, I'm not going to talk, then, man, you really smell bad, you know. <laughs> you know? No, you've got to be ready to hug. You've got to be ready to reach out. See? And they may not look like you. They may not look like me. You know? Because, but I don't know what way God is going to do it. But I believe he's ready to use you for his ministry and his kingdom. So get self out of the way. You know? If you pray and says, God, put somebody in my path today. Don't, don't say, well, I want this person, that person, or that person. <laughs> you know, because what you're doing when you do that, you says, I still want to be in charge. And it's not that way with God. That's why he sent Peter down to Cornelius out. He says, I got to break this. You know, even Jesus himself had need to go through Samaria and it blew their mind because they knew the Jews in Samaria didn't have any dealings, you know. But everything Jesus did was to show us the way. See? Get self out of the way. You know, because why? God's ways are not my ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. See? But we've got to overcome self. Paul says in Romans twelve sixteen, Be of the same mind one towards another. Mind not hard things, but condense to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. Come down to other people's level you know bring yourself down you know I, I i think one of the neat things that came out with it was that last year a few years ago there was some about bosses go to work the bosses would describe that would disguise themselves and go on the job and go to work see what people were saying and see what people was doing and all that stuff you know 
you know, that, that's a good way to find out what, what's going on, <laughs> you know, and you can make some changes there. But be of the same mind one towards another. See? Love is brethren. Love is sisters. Get self out of the way. Don't be picky. Don't be choosy. When people walk through these doors, amen, you should be Johnny on the spot. You know, often, huh? A Jane. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. <laughs> okay, Jane. <laughs> and Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. You should be reaching out to them. You should not allow them to get out of these doors without greeting them, encouraging them, saying something to them that's edifying and building them up. No matter the race, creed, or color, no matter what they look like, no matter what they dress like, you know, every one of us that help us get self out of the way. See? Because this is what God desires in us. We must be a, com- a companion of the humble and pass through this life with as little noise as possible. We don't beat our own drum. We don't elevate ourselves. You know? Hey, Sister DeMove can probably tell you in class, kids, man, they jump all up, me, 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 me. Who wants me, 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 me. You know? No. Humble yourself. Base yourself. Don't let it be about you. Keep, don't make a whole lot of noise. You know, that humble and quiet spirit. Let it be what is called the hidden man of the heart. Amen. Humble yourselves in God. Get, get self out of the way. Don't think, don't think you're better than anybody else. You know, pride, because pride will bring you down. I think I shared this story, you know, with, with you once, maybe been a couple of years ago now that I shared this story. When I was in Germany, you know, and, you know, and I was first sergeant. You know, first sergeant is, is the senior enlisted in, in the organization, you know. And everybody has what they call their field gear, their TA-50 equipment where you have to, when you go to the field, you got to wear your steel Cavalar helmet and you got to put on all this gear and all this stuff, you know. But before you leave to come back to America, you had to turn all that stuff in, okay? And they have a big warehouse you got to go through, and everybody, no matter what your rank is, you pass through this line, and you got to turn in all these individual pieces back so you can get your record cleared, you know? And they, these kids, I mean, they're like the privates. They just love this day, you know, because they know there's no rank in that line. They just love this day. And they can they can give you stuff back and says, oh, this is dirty. Go clean it again. And you're going to do it because if they don't get their initial on that paper, you ain't out processing. You know, and that's one of the biggest things when I was in Germany. Everybody wanted to get out of, get that done first. See, if I get my stuff turned in first and if they call an alert, I can't go to the field because I don't have any equipment, right? So, <laughs> so anyhow, you know, it was my time to go, you know, and so... I, I I just knew I had cleaned all my stuff. I just knew it, you know, you know. And I'm the I'm the senior guy, you know. And I'm, I'm you know, and I'm walking through the line. I'm I'm feeling a little pride at the minute, you know, and stuff. And you know, and I come through the line, and I get to this one kid, and I have my wet weather gear, and it's, it's rubber, and I and somehow I don't know how I did it. 
I thought it was clean because I was looking at the outside. But the inside, when he pulled one of the pant legs out, it must have been when I had put a boot or something through it because, I mean, mud was everywhere. You talking about eating humble pie? I mean, that private jerked the wind right out of my cell. He says, first sergeant, I would expect this out of a private. (laughs) Got you, private. (laughs) So I took my pants. I got out of the line. I got my other equipment. And I went back, went home, and got it clean. You know, you know. I can be mad at him. He's doing his job. So that taught me a lesson of humility. <laughs> you know, humble yourself. <laughs> Amen. And that's what we have to do. Amen. We, we can't think more highly of ourselves than we ought. Amen. We have to do what is absolutely right. Amen. So this month we're going to be talking about getting self out of the way. Amen. And overcoming self. And we're going to be talking about not thinking more highly of yourself than you ought to. We're going to be talking about overcoming anger in our lives. And uh, and going on and talk about getting you out the way as well. And I think there's one other there about humility, I think. Amen. But we're going to look at all this 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 month as God allows us and stuff. And so be ready for that as well. Amen. Amen. Any questions on anything we've covered tonight? Yes, sir. That's scary, isn't it? We got to get self out the way, man. Let him be increased. Amen. Praise God.